Again to the Bad Quaker Podcast, where liberty is our mission. Today is Friday, March 7th, 2014. This is podcast number 366, and my name is Ben Stone. Uh, what you're going to hear today is, um, actually, uh, I was talking to my friend Michael W. Dean on the, on the telephone, and we just decided, you know, we haven't done a podcast together in a while. I've been on his show a few times. But uh, we were having a real good time talking on the phone, and so we just decided, well, let's just start recording this and and, uh, and make a podcast out of it. So what you're going to hear is mostly Michael talking because he's very, very excited about this new uh, software that you're going to hear about and uh, the potential of having an, an entire Internet that cannot be taken down at the whim of a politician or at the whim of some cop or the whim of, of whoever, of whoever just decides to, to, you know, send a scary letter to a internet service provider and, and crash your website. Uh, Michael's very excited about this and so you're going to hear him, uh, talking about it. He and I, uh, talk about it in the different aspects of what's going on with his, um, with his software and how it was developed and how you can find out more about it. And so here's uh, here's my phone call with Michael. You know, nearly daily chat, and you were like, you know, I'm I, I did that sh- uh, that show with Dobby the other day. It was my first you know thing back, but I'm I'm thinking of for my first real podcast back. I have this idea based on this essay I wrote, and I'm like, why don't you just interview me complaining about my problems with getting a new Namecoin software up? And and you're like, uh, I guess. So yeah. So I'm just monopolizing the Bad Quaker show to talk about how I'm building the roads and how I've hit road bumps. But no, I haven't hit road bumps. Just uh it's go on, ask me questions. It's your oh, show. Okay. So yeah, so we uh coming into in a way, kind of the middle of a discussion that we well, I suppose every discussion with us is coming into the middle because we're <laughs> we're almost in a never ending discussion. So Yeah. But yeah, yeah so I like that. I like that. You have a new website set up. And meowbit, meowbit.com. M-E-O-W-B-I-T dot C-O-M. Yeah. And there's magic software on there that sets the internet free. There really is. And the reason we're starting late, too, is because uh, Davi Barker was bragging about Meowbit and how great it is at the Texas Bitcoin convention today on uh, Ernie Hancock's Declare Your Independence. And I love that show, but it's like three hours long, and you know, I, it took me a long time to find the two minutes where where Davi said the cool stuff, so I could clip it out for my press clippings. Uh, he he was great. He said that that <laughs> it was a new kitten off the Namecoin blockchain. I like that. That uh, Meowbit is a new kitten, and uh, yeah, man, yeah. So I was doing that, and then you and I were talking about why text, vocal spoken text, should be searchable. 
And then I said, it probably is, but you probably have to go through the Google NSA supercomputers. And uh, then we talked about Android operating systems and how the Android phones have really good uh, word recognition. That's the kind of stuff that can't really be done easily on a local computer. I mean, like I have Dragon Dictate, but it's a giant program and it uses like all the memory and it takes a computer to do it right. It takes like, you know, 16 gigs of RAM. And uh, it's it's one of the hardest things for computers to do. They're really good at searchable text. They could do that in 1984 on 640K of RAM. But, uh, do, you know, figuring out people's talking, people don't talk in math. You know, written, written language can easily be converted to math. But they're just now getting around to uh, to that. And Google Translate with text is getting pretty darn good. I mean, it still sounds like, you know, uh Someone who is speaking English as a second language, but it's not like random jabberwocky type poetry like it was five years ago. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, there's all this great computing stuff going on, but a lot of it is in the hands of the government. Like, I'd love a smart house, but you have to do it through Google. And, you know, then the NSA could just shut off your house if they don't like what you're doing in it. And you just sit there freezing in the dark and not able to get in or out. Kind of like in that Simpsons that's based on 2001 A Space Odyssey where it takes place in the future and they live in a smart house and the voice – I'm sorry, Homer. I can't allow you to do that – is voiced by Pierce Brosnan. And I've actually been alone with Pierce Brosnan in an elevator in France and uh, <laughs> he thought I was drunk. No, when I was in the Deauville Film Festival with my Selby movie when they flew me out there to show that movie and present it. He was staying two doors down in the same hotel, two rooms down. Robert Downey Jr. was around the corner on the same floor. You know, they got the big suites, but I got like the nicest small hotel room I've ever stayed in in my life with a view of, you know, the beaches of Normandy. It was pretty nice. And when I went to leave to take my hour ride limo back to Paris to the airport that morning when it was over, uh, I stepped into the elevator and the only other guy in the elevator at 530 in the morning was Pierce Brosnan. And, uh, <laughs> Have I ever told you this story? No. I don't think I have. <laughs> and I, I didn't know who he was, man. And, you know, it was just some gray-haired dude. Like, he dyes his hair black for – he's a distinguished gray-haired gentleman. And, mm. uh, you know, it was just some gray-haired dude. I was like, oh, you know, it's probably one of the festival pr- presenter promoters or something. And I thought the guy would be speaking to me in a French accent. And I, I dropped all my stuff on the floor. Like, I was carrying a bunch of binders and DVDs and stuff in my backpack and my computer and – and I was real – I'd slept like 15 minutes. You know, I'd been up all night like, yeah, I was in a French film festival. It was great. And then I was, you know, up emailing about it and updating my website like I always do. And I slept, oh, I don't know, probably 42 minutes or something. And I was really just like – you know, I would have been like more coherent on no sleep probably. It's that thing where like you just – your body goes, I'm asleep. And then the, the, the wake-up call goes, hello, Monsieur Dean. Uh, your limousine is waiting for you. Which is uh, a phrase I've only ever heard said to me once in my life. And it was really cool that it was said to me with a French accent in France. <laughs> so so I you know, rushed out to the – I threw my stuff – I mean I, I packed in like five minutes. I had to. And I ran down and got in the elevator. He held the elevator for me. I got in it and uh, I was like trying to balance all this stuff in my arm and put it into my backpack. And it just fell on the floor and I picked it up and and, and I hear this British accent go – up partying too late last night, eh, mate? <laughs> and I looked up and I was like, oh, wow, it's Pierce Brosnan. And, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that Simpsons, though, where he's the voice of the smart house that tries to kill Homer because it wants to make love with Marge. 
there's a commercial. I don't know if you have it up there in uh, in the uh, in the wild, but uh, yeah. there's a commercial here where uh, a guy is basically sitting in a chair. And his wife is there and his kids walk in and his wife says something to the kids and they're like, yeah, we had to stop by the house. So it's obvious they're on vacation at a vacation home. Uh huh. And the father says, uh, you went by the house? And the kid's like, yeah, yeah, we went. He goes, did you leave it okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we left it okay. And the guy is on his phone and like turns the water off, turn, shuts, yeah. locks the door. He, uh, like turns off the TV, turns, he does all this stuff from his phone and there's a little disclaimer that's written across the screen that says, uh, services available in limited areas. And, uh, and what that means is there's one place, there's one house on one university campus where they've tested and make that yeah. work so that they're going to make, you know, but eventually they're going to have all that stuff and it's all going to be controllable by not only by the the homeowner through his phone but like you were hinting to that's all going to be central scrutinized there's going to be they're going to have the capability instead of a SWAT raid happening like it happens now literally all the doors in your house Don't will just unlock turn your house off and then like you know the vents will spray a mint flavored gas that <laughs> yeah. will just make you go to sleep and then they'll come in and handcuff you yeah i'm thinking of that there was a theater that terrorists took over in russia a few years back and, and they, they used some gas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? Put it, yeah, put they, it right through the think, ventil, well, ventilation system. They did that system. too. They did that too in, I think, in some 70s, uh, you know, Muslim extremist hostage situation. Which one was it? And it killed some of the hostages, but it saved everybody, you know. It Could was, be. It, pro- it probably was one of those things where it was, yeah, I've got to crack a few eggs. I mean, it was untenable. They couldn't get out of this. It was like the people were willing to die. They were making ridiculous demands like, you know, free every every person in jail that we like. Here's a list of 10,000 people and uh, give us an airplane and a bunch of gold. It was just not going to happen, you know, even in Libpair. So, uh, yeah. But nowadays, I mean, it's getting to the point of where they're going to have that capability. They'll shut off your refrigerator. Uh, you know, and rot and let your food spoil in the middle of the night when you don't know it and you wake up and it's done and that's why, you know, it, it could happen for any reason, anything from somebody in the government just put in the wrong program to <laughs> one know. of my anonymous benefactors that, um, I've been hitting up for Bitcoin. I, I never ask people for money directly. Like I do it on the show, like, ah, give us money. But you know, we, we don't get much and we keep doing the show anyway, but I've been asking for money directly of some people that I know have a little bit uh, of money and coin for Meowbit because this really needs to take off. I bought radio ads. <laughs> I bought radio ads on Free Talk Live. How's that? And uh, and I'm paying my, my programmer a little bit. So, you know, he's really interested and he's really in it. Derek Slope, he's a great guy. He's an ANCAP. He's a bearded guy. He's uh, you've, you've met him. You've met him at Porkfest, right? I think I have. I, I don't know for certain. You guys I've met have met so many other. people. Yeah, but, you know, the bearded, the young bearded anarchist at Porkfest, he's that guy. Yeah, that one guy. The one in the baseball cap, yeah, it's him. With a backpack. Uh, but, but someone just wrote me and said, which project is it this week, smiley face? Meow bit? Dog bite? Hillary care? Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, it's meow bit. Theoretically yeah. though, uh, theoretically, wouldn't it be possible let's say a uh, name coin really catches on and dot bit really catches on and it does everything that we hope that it will do things you and i have talked about um wouldn't it theoretically be possible to reprogram your refrigerator and your gas meter and your water meter uh, to to actually hack into those theoretically 
and switch them around and, and put them into the name. Maybe. Uh, yeah, like jailbreak your fridge the way yeah. you can jailbreak an iPhone. Yeah. Ja- ja- and that usually violates the service agreement and it's actually illegal. <laughs> you know, when you, right. when you, when you click to install it, you know, and they say, do you want to read this 800 page document of legalese? And you're like, no, nobody reads that. I want to use the fun, the fun features, you know, that, yep. which is what everyone does. Uh, yeah, you probably sign something that says they can come take it away from you or remove the software functionality because you're only renting it or something. Right. Yeah, they have stuff like that in there. So I want to get into my uh, 95 theses, theses I nailed on the church door of the Namecoin forum today. And uh, explain what the original 95 theses were. And pull up your copy of this, too, because you're going to be the other guy's voice in this. But we're not going to say his name because he didn't really have anything to do with this. I just responded to the first when I announced. Uh, so a little backstory here. I can't, I've been into Namecoin for three months this Saturday. I'm having my uh, this Sunday. My first day on my new show, Michael Dean After Dark will be three months of me having some name coin and I'm already like shaking it up and like building the roads and, you know, <laughs> being perceived as telling the people who created Namecoin how to do it. And I'm really not because it's open source or free software, GNU license, like anybody can take it and do anything with it. And I'm doing that. And uh, what happened was I talked to my friend Hero, who's this guy I don't know, I've never met. He taught me to use PGP encryption. He does not live in America. He's an expat living somewhere else, married to a local girl somewhere. Who knows who he is? He's He is literally – like he's more anonymous and weird to me than Satoshi is to most people because actually Satoshi has been identified today. He's a 64-year-old libertarian Japanese-born American software programmer uh, who said – did you read that? He said his – did you read it, Ben? I did. Yeah, he said that his his daughter said that they used to play a game when they play hide and seek as a kid. He'd say, "Pretend the government agents are here to get you. Go hide." <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, kind of scary, but you know you got to teach kids to be scared of fire and afraid of things that can hurt them. So it's good. So um, like literally, like this guy Hiro H I R O, which is also a Japanese name, but he's not Japanese. I've talked to him on uh, Mumble, uh, so I heard his voice. Uh, he is. <clears throat> Kind of my like okay if 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 I was addicted to dot com and then I got sober and got on dot bit he was my sponsor and I'm picking <laughs> up my ninety day uh, not dot my dot comaholics uh, chip this Sunday would be how we'd say it so I haven't been into this that long but I'm shaking it up and you know because of the blockchain I know exactly when I started I can look at it and look at my first transaction and so can anyone else now. Uh, dot bit is not anonymous, but Jeremy has added, uh, features of Tor accessibility to it. They're really hard to use. And Derek's going to add, uh, those features, Tor features to, uh, to Meowbit and improve it. And Derek works really quick. So here's what happened. I asked Hero, well, Namecoin, okay, it's made to access the blockchain, but it's really hard to use to, on your local computer as a website viewer. You know, and I'm like, well, what if, you just made something that would download, you know, take your blockchain from your wallet and allow you to just run your whole computer through it when a dot bit domain comes up. And he sent me a link to Jeremy. Now, I was like, does this do what I'm saying? And he's like, I think so. I've only looked at it really quick. I looked at his technical description. I couldn't even tell. So I contacted Jeremy and uh, said, hey, does this do what I think it does? And he said, yes. 
but I've only got a Linux version command line and I'm working on a Windows, you know, GUI, like graphic user interface version, like that normal people can use basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I don't mean normal, but I just mean like the average person who doesn't know how to do command line program, you know, command line interfaces in Linux and GNU Linux and really wouldn't know what it is. So I talked to Jeremy. I said, look, you've got this thing that can change the world. Let me, let's do an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, you'll pay me, you pay me 20% of what we raise and we'll do it for 40 days and I'll work with you on it. And then after that, we'll renegotiate for anything after that. But we'll just do it for 40 days. And he's like, he took a month to decide. He ran it by a lawyer. It was in plain English. And uh, finally, we got a contract. We signed it. He and I spent about five nights working extensively, getting it up and running. And uh, like over the phone, like me to end working on the website. I built the website. I designed it. He, you know, proofread a couple things and improved them, added, a, you know, a few paragraphs here and there. But it was all me. Um, he did the website. It was all, I mean, he did the program. It was all him and he's brilliant. He's 24 years old. He's a full, more than full-time computer college student in Oklahoma. Um, he's too busy to answer emails after that. Like the day after we released the thing, like I didn't really get to talk to him much. He could talk to me like 20 minutes a week and he really didn't have a sense of like what's important, like a priority. Like I said, Hey, we got a little bit of Namecoin donation. Can I have 20 Namecoin, which is like 60 bucks of this 80 Namecoin we got to pay translators to, you know, two, two Namecoin each, which is like six bucks to do translations so we can make this video in like 10 languages. And he's like, I don't think that's a very good use of it. I think it should all go to programmers until we figure out how much we have. And, and like <laughs> what these guys don't get and, and there's other people involved in the Namecoin project like this. I don't want to think of them collectively and some of them have praised me. Jeremy never said thank you to me in the whole project. Um, he's not rude. He's just really preoccupied. He's not mean. He's a, he's an honest guy. I trust that he's going to give me the 420 bucks he owes me so far. Um, but basically, uh, Derek, my friend Derek Slopey came up with this, like, instead of doing it as just a Firefox plugin, which is, uh, 10% of the world uses Firefox, maybe, you know, Derek's like, we can do it through the whole Windows system. I have an idea of how to do it. And Jeremy was like, well, I don't know. I don't really want to fork the project. So this is three three guys emailing CCM back and forth. And Derek's like, there's nothing to fork. I'm not using your code. I don't even program in C or C plus or whatever. I program in Python or whatever. So uh Jeremy's like, well, run it by the forum, the Namecoin forum, and see what they say. And Derek writes back, uh, I'm a just do it kind of guy, you know. And like I had told him how like and and, and like those guys they take months to answer things. It's like a really – you post something on that forum, five days later you get an answer. And Derek's like, you know, that would take months. I can do this frigging tonight. And so Derek just did it. Well, no. First I said, well, okay, in seeing Jeremy, like out of respect, go ahead on the Namecoin forum and post it. Derek tried to get on there and could not get on there. There's problems with that forum. And this is a big problem I had with the working with Jeremy thing too, like – not only does he not have time for me, he never thanked me. He doesn't want to use money for anything except programming. When I'm trying to point out, look, you guys need adoption. You've had this thing for three years. No one's heard of it. You need adoption and programmers will be falling over themselves to work for free. You know, it, that's how this works. And he's like, no, you have to run it by the committee. And uh, so Derek tried to run it by the committee, could not get on that site. That's a known bug. People can't always get on that site. You don't get a reply email. The open ID thing doesn't work. Um, 
and Jeremy would not like the first day I said, let's host the site on my, 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 on my web host. It's pretty reliable. Let's, and let's have a forum. And he said, Oh, people can go to the Namecoin forum. We'll direct them there. And, uh, I want to host on my end. And like his site was down like nine hours the day we came out in Bitcoin magazine. Yeah. Which killed, it killed any chance we had at going viral. Like thousands of people were listening to this article that said, this is the new internet. This will replace the old internet and they can't get on the old internet site. You know how bad that makes me and Namecoin and Jeremy look? Yeah. Horrible. It killed any chance we had. And then his site was down an hour or two or three a day, almost every day for a week. And I was screeching at him, losing sleep, man, writing him and saying, you got to do this. And he would like write me back and be like, I can look at this tomorrow. That would get you fired in any company, small or large. Like, oh, the guy who runs the website and can fix it to keep from going down says, I'll look at it tomorrow. That is unacceptable and ridiculous. So when Derek said, yeah, I can do this thing, I jumped at it. And then Derek worked on it, had a had a working version, real, you know, not ready for public, but working in one night. And in one week, he had a ver- working version ready for the public. We released it. I wrote a letter to Jeremy three days ago saying, you know, here, here are, here's what I'm doing. And if you agree to this, uh, I'll let you out of the, you owe me 10% of this for a year, which is in our written contract. Basically, I said, give me your blessing. Let me go my own way. Uh, still give me the money you owe me on Indiegogo and just step out of my way. And I will not make you pay me the 10% you legally owe me for a year. And I will still pimp uh, free speech me to people who are on Linux because it, we don't have it for Linux yet on uh, Meowbit. But that's a tiny percentage of the world. We're looking for mass adoption because what this needs – see, the computer programmer guys, a lot of guys who do programming are like – this has to be perfect before we can release it to the world. And they're really into the math and they're not anarchists and they're not libertarians. They're kind of like censorship is bad. It's, it's a product. It's a problem in our math formula. We need to figure a way to stop that. And I'm like, censorship is evil. It's a gun pointed at your head. We need to get around this now. And it's better to get it massive adoption. That's 88% good. You know, it works 88% as perfectly as it needs to today than it is to get it 100% perfect three years more from now. Yeah, let me let me uh, throw in a way to think about it. If they had waited until Windows was perfect, then there would be no Windows ever. Because Yeah, and the Linux guys would love that. They said, you know, because technically Linux is better. Right. But it takes more smarts to use it and most people don't want or more time you know and most people don't have that time most people here's here's the thing people use linux every day without knowing it almost every web server that runs the internet runs on linux right but it has to be invisible to the user and i want to make meowbit i want to make dot bit invisible to the user i talked about this in my uh let's read this email that uh, do you have the, your copy of it? I, I do, but you know how I am about reading, so y'all, you gotta just read the short two things the other guy wrote. You don't need to say his name. This wasn't really directed at him. It was just uh, I posted about Meowbit on the Namecoin forum, like, hey guys, I've done what every my me and my friend Derek have done what everyone's trying to do. Uh, check it out, and um, you know, three days ago, and like, yeah, okay, finally today someone replied. 
Yeah. Okay. I'll reply. Um, read the guy's thing. And I wasn't really like scathing at him. I just had this all in my head and was waiting for the first person to have any inkling of you're doing it wrong. And, <laughs> and, uh, here's my reply. So read, read what he wrote. Okay. He starts off with, um, and, and the heading here is dot bit on any browser meow bit for windows. And he wrote, does this also support Namecoin based TLS verification and resolving through non IP methods like Tor as free speech me does. I think these are critical points that set dot bit apart from the existing DNS infrastructure in addition to seizure resistance of dot bit domains. And I replied, well, my programmer, Derek Slopey, tried to answer here, but he still can't get on this forum. <laughs> so here's his answer. The support, the, the feature support is very limited in Meowbit at this time, and it does not yet support TLS, I2P, import or onion it's very much in beta and targeted for ease of use a stable release will provide full dot bit specification support which that includes what this guy's asking for are there already are there not already great solutions for linux users such as nmc to bind <clears throat> and then uh, that's derek's answer and my answer is free yes free speech me supports it but can anyone really use it yet uh here's a two-page thread of three incredibly smart power user computer guys trying to have an incredibly smart programmer, Jeremy, the program's creator, walk them through it. I think one of them finally gets on federalistpapers.bit, which is a site that somebody has set up that goes to a copy of the Federalist Papers through Onion with a .bit address. It's the only, you know, this guy's asking for like, we need this thing so we can view this one website. <laughs> and I agree that it's important, but it's basically like, Three really, 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 really smart computers, Linux programmer guys had this conversation for two pages on this thread of I can't get on using Jeremy's free speech me to the to the Tor onion thing through through dot bit. And finally, one of these three guys, Jeremy, was trying to help got on after doing a bunch of changing of stuff. Um, and I said, if these three cats can't do it easily, the average user, not even a new Linux average user is is going to be able to do it. If these three counts even isn't going to bother. And I said, Free Speech Me and Meowbit are both in beta. So read his second comment. Okay. And then he wrote, Also, doesn't MM Control also support running a local DNS server, which can be used by the system? Uh, I've never, I've never tried this though. Uh, would it, would be interesting to know how Meowbit is different here and what the, what the advantages are, even though it's sadly only usable for people running non-free software <laughs> Windows. <laughs> I use. No, that's me. Oh, that's you. Okay. Go I ahead. use Windows and GNU slash Linux. Most people don't. Most people use one or the other. And an attitude of, even though it sadly is only usable for people running non-free software, sounds like part of the common GNU Linux attitude that keeps great programs and protocols from mass adoption. If you feel sorry for lowly Windows users, you're never going to make any technology that leaves your bedroom, no matter how good it is. Unless you're Richard Stallman, and I've spent over a 100 emails arguing back with and forth with him on things like this. Ugh. And Linux basically – GNU slash Linux succeeded basically despite Stallman. GNU slash Linux succeeded – and you know I'm saying GNU slash Linux. Everyone calls it Linux, but Richard Stallman 
yells it. He doesn't really, I don't think he even programs anymore. I think he spends his days sending people emails saying, call it GNU slash Linux to honor my contribution. Seriously. And don't call it open source. Call it free software, which is what he calls his version of open source. When the second one kind of makes sense because free software is freer than open source uh, only. Uh, all open source, all free software is also open source. Not everything that's open source is free software. Open source just means you can look at it. Free software under Richard Stallman's <laughs> GNU patent, GNU patented, GNU license patented description means it's open source plus you can do whatever you want with it. It's basically like Creative Commons attribution for software. Mm-hmm. Creative Commons attribution license is based on the GNU software license. Okay, so. Um, but he spends his whole day saying, no, you have to call it this really awkward to say thing, GNU plus Linux or GNU slash Linux to honor the fact that Richard Stallman wrote the GNU, uh, kernel that's in Linux or something. I don't know. So I said it defeated GNU Linux. I'm going to call it Linux. Linux succeeded because it had a guy who loved the camera and the microphone, Linus Torvalds, and a guy with an incredibly anarchist libertarian outlook, Eric S. Raymond, who basically created the software concept of release early, release often, which is also the Windows that Windows said something like that. Like the uh, Balmer from Microsoft said, Nothing on Windows works until version 3.0. <laughs> I mean, that is that is basically him saying release early, release often. But, but these, it, let, let me interrupt you. If if we did, if we'd use the same thing in any other uh, any other new industry, it would never get off its feet. In other words, if Henry it's Ford, it's like the government, man. Yeah, but if Henry Ford had sat there in his garage, going over and over and over and over, trying to develop the you know the ultimate automobile. He never did it in his lifetime. He certainly yeah. couldn't have done it without releasing it, selling it, making some money off and of it, did, and building and a new did, factory. And he did not invent the automobile either. And aside from his statism and his warmongering, basically things that need adoption need one of him. And I am him in this. I'm not a programmer. I'm really smart with working with programmers if they want to be worked with. But uh, Jeremy didn't want me to work with him. He didn't answer my emails. And he, he I kind of got a vibe from him like he considered me like – like bothering him when I would try, you know, and, and whereas Derek Slopey is like emailing me back and forth, having conversations with me all day, every day, like, what can we do to improve this? Here's an image of like a guy rolling out a road, use this. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And you know, he's like, oh, I like the kitty, you know, and Jeremy didn't want to do anything with cats. He didn't like that. I put cat things on and, uh, you know, Derek's like, well, I like the cats, but why don't you send me some pictures of your other cats too? So it's not just one cat, you know, he's great to work with. I love working with him. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I go on with this, this, uh, 99 thesis nailed to the door of the name coin forum. Eric S. Raymond is my hero. He is the embodiment of don't wait for permission. Just you do it. The average computer user, i.e. the majority of computer users couldn't use NM control support running as local DNS server. Like you suggested, if you literally held a gun to their head, Namecoin needed Jeremy to make NM, NM control usable for windows and NM control needed Derek and I to improve its use on windows to make it really easy. And we're working daily on making it very, very, very easy. I, I'm looking for mass adoption here and everyone involved in Namecoin should also be looking for mass adoption by this point. It's been around for three years and like, <laughs> the average computer user uses GNU Linux every time they surf the web. They just don't know it. Most web servers run on GNU Linux. 
I see free speech man meow bit as stepping stones to where dot bit is is included underneath everything. I'm looking for a day when no one has heard of free speech me and meow bit, but every browser just automatically browses dot bit by default and everyone uses dot bit all the time because they just know it's better. And you need free speech me and then later the improvement meow bit for that to happen, for there to come a day where that happens. You know, I mean, the first browser, what was it called? Mosaic. Who's heard mm-hmm. of Mosaic? But without Mosaic, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have the web, man. Right. It had to be there. And uh, I said, Meowbit is aimed at mass adoption. Mass adoption is required to make Meow, uh, dot bit work, and the Namecoin technological ecosystem is at a point where it's ready for that. And if I'm missing something and it's not ready, the programmers on here should get it ready damn fast. I've thrown the kid in the pool. <laughs> Let's hope he can swim. And if he can't swim, y'all should build him a life preserver pretty quick. <laughs> you know, you know what else the main thing Meowbit has? Me. I'm a 50-year-old punk rocker with the energy of a 20-year-old. I'm a guy who's been doing do-it-yourself projects worldwide since before the internet and before since before there was a phrase DIY. I'm a guy who never took you can't do that as an answer, and I promote things 24-7 when I really get behind them. Uh, I've got more adoption and press for .bit in five weeks than has previously happened in three years, and that was despite me dealing with website outages on Jeremy's server, no forum that people could easily get to, not being allowed to set up a former a forum, a programmer who had almost zero time for me, never said thank you, and vetoed some of my best ideas, and a number of other issues that do not exist for Meowbit. And I'm just getting started with Meowbit. Seriously, man, Namecoin is amazing, but it's time to take the new flying car out of the basement lab for a drive around the block and let the folks from the neighborhood take a ride in it. MWD. P.S. I am not going to have time to write long, concise answers to every you're doing it wrong post on here. I'll probably still hang out on here. I dig a bunch of folks on here. But since Jeremy locked me out of the free speech me site that I created and changed my password so I can't get in, I was still going to update new press for him for free speech me. I told him that. Maybe consider this post my 95 thesis named Nailed to the Church Door. (laughs) Yeah. And and just in case anybody doesn't know what that is a reference to – uh, Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther, the guy. Martin Luther King's named after Martin Luther. Yeah, well, he's named after his dad, who was named after Martin Luther. Okay. But, but uh, Martin Luther was a Catholic priest, and he was a respected Catholic priest. What, what year are we talking? What century? Mid-15, early 15, early 1500s, I believe. Uh, wow, I should know that he right He basically off the top started the Protestant church, and he did it by nailing his uh manifesto his 95 theses theses to the church door i just love that image of nailing the dear john <laughs> letter to this basically what was the state at the time it was his declaration of independence basically it, it was it really was the church was as power was more powerful than the state at that point and he was he was a uh you know a senator in that in that system basically he was he was a big wig in that system and saw horrible problems with it and said i can fix this by forking the program jeremy uh <laughs> and starting the protestant church yeah and really it, that wasn't his first step it wasn't just like he stepped out of nowhere and yeah. and started abusing private okay, property okay you talk about that hang on let's take a little break here can we okay. take a break sure all right hello 
So I'm ready to roll. You ready to roll? Yeah, I'll go back into describing what the. Oh, I want to talk about the the bribe I sent Mark today. Oh, Mark okay. Edge. It's not really a bribe, but it's kind of funny. Um, he talked last night. Uh, Nima, Nima Vidati was on Free Talk Live at the Texas Bitcoin Convention yesterday, conference yesterday. It was great. It's it's up on the fiends, just that chunk of it, if you want to hear it. And uh, those three have a great dynamic. I would love to hear more of those three, especially when they're talking about me for most of it, which is really a great dynamic. But Mark said – Mark basically said, I'm the, like the libertarian NSA. He's like, I got to be careful. I got to talk about this enough because I know Michael Dean listens to all of our shows to make sure we're talking about his projects properly. Yeah, it was so pretty funny I'm, when he said I'm, that. I've, I've spent over $1,000 of, of ads on uh, Free Talk Live and probably going to buy some more. And like, you know, the money and cryptos and everything. So, um so, yeah, so I basically like even if Jeremy pays me the money he owes me, the $410 he owes me so far, and the and he has one of my my USB mics, a $60 mic. So, if he pays all that back, which I think he will, uh, you know, probably <laughs> not happily, but he'll send it back. I didn't harm him. I I don't know why he's mad at me and locking me out of things and being passive aggressive and not responding to me, but uh, you know, he he basically built the Model T Ford, and then I built the next car that like drives better. You know, <laughs> people still re- people still recognize the Model T is great, but you know, I built the the forties uh, the forties. I don't know what's a forties car that was really good. Oh, let's say a Duesenberg. Yeah, I built the Duesenberg man with with uh, Derek. So you know. <laughs> So Free Talk Live was yakking about me and called me the uh, the Libertarian Central Scrutinizer. So <clears throat> I today today I was um, I did something really stupid and this is not a noob mis- newbie mistake. I I was trying to send uh, donations from one of my Bitcoin addresses to one of my others. Uh, you know, like I have what comes in with this project, what I pay out to Derek, and then what my share is. And I was trying to pay out my share, which was like thirty bucks. Uh, of some donation we just got to me. Um, and I accidentally, I was just multitasking and I sent it to the wrong address. I oh, sent no. it to Mark, Mark Edge because he was on my <laughs> clipboard and he was the last person I sent Bitcoin to to pay for ads. So, um, so I sent it and I didn't want to admit it immediately, but he's going to know because I'm saying it on here, but it's a funny story. He didn't, I didn't want to say, Hey, Mark, you're doing me, you give me a great rate on, on all this advertising, but, uh, send me back that 30 bucks I just sent you with Bitcoin. <laughs> So I just I just wrote it off and I wrote him and Mark and said, "Hey, I just uh I I liked your the 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 libertarian NSA central scrutinizer liked your uh coverage of me last night and I want to buy you guys lunch at the convention today." So I just <laughs> paid out you 30 bucks. Or I just uh I just bitcoined you 30 bucks. So so on the uh on the Martin Luther thing um, where we, uh, where we went off the track there. He was a, a, he was already a respected, uh, priest and he already, you know. Preach it. Preach a, it, brother Ben. Preach it. And he I wanted, he I wanted to discuss and, uh, he had these issues with the Catholic Church and he, he was wanted the to Satoshi discuss. Satoshi of his day. He were, yeah, he was in many yeah. ways. Yeah. And he, uh, or Gutenberg was, but I don't know how you break that down. But, but he, he had these things, these issues. Here's what's wrong with the church. And I think we can fix them by doing A, B, C, and D. 
and they wouldn't even debate him. They weren't open for discussion. They wouldn't. They wouldn't give they him an state. audience. Yeah, they were just like, "Shut up, sit down, do as you're told. This is how it's going to be." And after a long time, a lot of frustration, he finally said, "All right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this a clean break." And that's what his nailing uh, on the church door was. It was his way of saying, "Fine, here's my statement." And now deal with it. And then he walked away. And then they tried to kill him. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and we could just get some uh, some foil uh, foil hats involved here. When talking about Namecoin, already one of the early uh, founders is dead under very questionable circumstances. Yeah, well, it's not one of the founders. It's the guy the founders hired who was an expert at programming uh these guys are really smart, and they're really smart enough to know that when there's somebody else who's an expert at a tiny particular thing they need or a narrow, complex, big thing they need done, they, they find somebody and pay them Bitcoin to do it. Um, I, also think, I also think that these guys uh, are going to be rich if they're not now, because I think that they are, some of them are sitting on massive amounts of name coin. And here's something I've noticed. Um, there's, there's a place, there's a blockchain. You can tell, you can look, anybody can look online and see how many name coin there are the same way you can with any Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And, um, in the first, uh, in the first three years of name coins existence, uh, there were like 7.5 million name coin in existence. Wow. Since since I got on board and started yakking about it everywhere, um, there have been a million Namecoin mined in the last five weeks. Wow! So so and the price has gone down because of that, like from like five dollars to three dollars and fifty cents. Where Bitcoin's gone down a little bit, but not that much. Probably in that time, mm -hmm. it's come back up after Mount Gox. But um, somebody is noticing what I'm doing, and um, and and. Probably, you know, probably taking their massive Bitcoin mining operations and re retooling them with, you know, a click of a mouse to only to do Namecoin, because somebody is going, this is going to be worth a lot. You know, if yeah. a million of them have been mined in the past five weeks since I've been shouting everywhere from the rooftops about this, somebody is going, somebody's speculating or being smart, and you know, it's probably. It's probably some of the guys who are, are on the Namecoin team. I don't know. I don't know that. I know Jeremy doesn't have a lot, but uh, yeah, there's somebody being really smart about this. <laughs> well, when you mine bitcoins, you can mine Namecoin at the same time without essentially yeah. without using any more uh, resources. Yeah, but somebody is stepping it up from that point too, because um, <laughs> you know, like more more Namecoin have been mined in the past month than are generally mined in about a year or somewhere around there. You know, somebody is really getting it stepped up. Hey, uh, uh, give me a sound check here. Listen really carefully on your end and, and see if you can hear the rain. I it's hear the ocean. Yeah, I hear. I thought I heard the ocean, but yeah, I hear it. I like it. Okay. Uh, if it gets too disruptive, we may have to cut off. But... No, man, we can talk about disruptive technology by, while being disruptive. <laughs> see, here's the thing is like, Bitcoin is a very disruptive technology. Namecoin is a disruptive technology off of it, not disrupting Bitcoin. Again, I will say Namecoin should work hand in hand with Bitcoin. Like the smartest thing anybody could do would be to create websites that pay, get paid in Bitcoin and operate on the Namecoin blockchain. That would be unstoppable, man. 
Let's let's cover what this is because I know you've said it a thousand times, but there's going to be people hearing this that are not necessarily uh, that haven't heard your shows and stuff. Um, by using Namecoin, by using the the dot bit domain name, that means governments or or even you know individuals. Let's uh, like what happened at the Center for Stateless Society. At the Center for Stateless Society, one person went rogue. Uh, got a hold of a flaky attorney, got us an official letter that kind of sounded like it was official, really wasn't official, but they got an official sounding letter written by an attorney, sent it to their internet service provider, threatening them. The internet service provider killed their website, and it was down for days over this, and it was yeah. all bogus over one little whiny brat that got his tail tied into a knot and decided to cry about it. And that shut yeah. their whole system down for days. And yeah, on dot bit, that'd be impossible. Yeah. Um, all they could do with a lawyer letter would be, with a dot bit address, would be get your web host to stop hosting it, but you could just upload it to another web host or even host it from your home computer and send a little change into through the Namecoin wallet into the blockchain, which costs seven cents to do. And within a half hour or 40 minutes, the whole world that can view dot bit would be able to see the new site and probably not even know you were ever down. It propagates. Here's the thing. It's not only it's a it's a great tool against government censorship and against corporate and legal lawyer censorship like you were talking about. Um, but in libpair, in a libertarian paradise, people would probably all still be using dot bit anyway because that's not the only improvement over the standard uh, I can control DNS. It's also far more resistant to hijacking by, you know, dark hat crackers, uh, hackers. And it's also um, more secure in a lot of other ways. It's, uh, it's just a better infrastructure. And it really uh, makes good on the promise of the Internet that was – Mentioned in every article in 1995, 96, 97, 98. You know, when people were first writing about the internet, they were about the web, they were like, this is great. Anybody in their living room has the same visibility as the New York Times. It democratizes speech. And that would be true if all that speech weren't running on .com, .org, .web, .uk, .de, et cetera, websites that can be taken down by governments with a phone call. Right. You know, and the main thing... I, I'm really excited about this, but about once a day, I get really tired because I'm working like, I'm not sleeping enough. I'm working like 19 hours a day because this is a solution. You know, everybody spends all their time on the internet going, look at this tyranny that happened. They took down someone's website or we need to stockpile our bayonets and, and meals ready to eat. And I'm like, I'm trying to contact you know, big players that like complain about tyranny all day and big tech sites. And like the big players who complain about tyranny all day are like, we don't really know what that is. Get a bunch more press and we'll put you on our, you know, radio show. Right. Um, and then the tech people are like, mostly, largely are like, we don't know what that is. We have to go blog about the new crazy worms, you know, app for the iPhone. And I'm like, come on, man, y'all, y'all used to have solutions. And it, I'm really not looking at guns as a solution. And you got me down that path, but the blockchain has really got me to that other path. Like, I'm not ready to give them up. I love them. I like playing with them. I like having them. There's certainly the answer, the only answer for someone kicking in, you know, for, for a gang, for a gang that's not the government kicking in your door. It's certainly, 
an answer for the guy on the street waving a switchblade at you saying, give me your money. Yeah. Um, but they're not the answer for against the government. The government has things that make <laughs> – they have drones, man, and they have men with rifles who are not accountable and they can kick in your door. Um, Davi, Davi nailed it, man. He said Bitcoin's important, but it's not nearly as important as the underlying principle of the blockchain. He right. said that uh, – you know, the Bitcoin is a, is a new cat and it's by the time the regulators figure out what to do with it, they will not have noticed that it's given birth to a few dozen kittens that have crawled off in 20 different directions. And one of those kittens is Namecoin. And then today he took it further by saying that, that, uh, Meowbit is a new kitten off of Namecoin. So it's like the third generation now and meowbit.com. You should go check it out. It's, uh, it's also, it's only for Windows. If you're on Linux, you should go, you know, use Jeremy's free speech me thing that's only available for, for Firefox. But if you're on Windows 7 or 8, and we're going to get it up for XP in the next week or two, um, <laughs> you can, it's a lot easier to install than, uh, than free speech me. Like, People were emailing me constantly with problems about free speech. Me, I'd CC him to Jeremy within a couple days. He'd look at it. He'd get back with an answer, but he wouldn't let me set up a forum. So we were answering the same questions over and over and over. And, um, free speech me has had, I mean, uh, Nate, blah, 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 Mewbit, Meowbit, Meowbit.com. My new thing with Derek Slopey has had a whole bunch of downloads, you know, like 900 downloads and not a single post on our very easy to access tech forum. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of people have written me and said, this is great. This works great. Also, free speech me tended to crash my browser and some other people's browsers. So, and, uh, Meowbit does not. And Meowbit is fun to say, man. And it's got cats in the program too. Yeah, Meowbit, uh, Meowbit was really easy for me to set up. I'm, I'm on a, on that particular com uh, computer is on a different, uh, uh, connection than the other ones in our, in our RV. And that connection is slow. And even on a slow con uh, connection, it downloaded quickly. It was easy to install. There was, it was, there was, it, everything was straightforward. And you know what I did? I did it without reading the instructions. Now I don't recommend people do that. But I wanted to see if I could do it if it's natural. If it's natural, yeah. you don't need instructions. And I yeah. did it, did the whole thing without any instructions. I got to one that's point great. where it told me that I needed to open my Namecoin wallet. But that's yeah. the only thing. It told you. It yeah. also told you. Yeah. Like, and also, I mean, some people have said, well, you know, you need both of them, both Meowbit and Free Speech Me needed you to download a blockchain for five hours initially, and then it updates in the background, which is the nature of blockchains, you know? Mm -hmm. And people are like, I mean, some really smart people were like, I don't get it. Can I pay someone money to set up a dot bit for me? And I'm like, yeah, but it totally, <laughs> it, it's not the point, because then somebody else has control of it, and they can be raided, they can sell it, they can steal it, they can redirect it. You know, it's it's kind of like, that is saying, I don't want to keep gold. I want to put it in a bank, you know? Yeah, oddly, though, a lot of even the gold people, that's what they do. They buy it through some agency and they never see it. Well, what's the point? Yeah, I know. You're trusting, though. You might as well trust Bank of America. It, they, they also buy it, like, through the mail and pay for it with a credit card. So there's a record <laughs> that governments or thieves could access. You know, really, what you should do is buy it with cash at a – at a gun show <laughs> and then keep it buried on state land in a tube too deep to be found with a metal detector and uh, 
you know, have a G, have an encrypted file on six different computers with a, with a GPS coordinate of where it is. She do that with guns too. I've heard, but uh, for, now we're, for, now, we're talking encryption here. We're, yeah, we're kind of well, talking in code. And also, you know, another great thing about the blockchain is there was a time like they tried to arrest Zimmerman, the guy who came up with PGP encryption. Like mm-hmm. they they called it munitions. They said you can't export this. It's munitions. Only we can send guns to the enemies or friends or determine who the enemies or friends are this week. And uh. It just got out of the bag to where like it couldn't be stopped. He never went to jail. But now it's like with with Bitcoin, everyone's using encryption without even knowing it. Right. And that's the real thing is like the geeks have to outthink the regulators to the point where – but it, it requires massive adoption and ease of use. And that's the thing the Namecoin forum guys don't really get. And that's what I bring to the table. And that's why you know I'll answer their questions, but I'm not going to go on there and say – Here's what we're planning. What do you think? Mm. I'm just Derek and I are going to do it. We're going to upload the. We have the uh, the source code on the site now. We're going to upload it to GitHub. That's the repository that tracks changes that all the open source and free software people use. That's the right way to do it. But we were in a hurry. We just put it up as a zip. So uh, you know that they can actually work on it too. But I'm not going to wait for them to email me or go onto their forum that my programmer cannot get on. And, uh, you know, for a week now and, and, you know, they can do it if they want, but the blockchain's awesome, man. The blockchain's a miracle. It's basically a distributed, encrypted, openly usable, unfakeable database. That's all it is, man. You, you know, know, and in the libertarian world, we saw when Bitcoin first started coming into the common conversation. I mean, there was lots of us that were talking about it a couple of years ago, but it started coming into the common libertarian conversation about eight, six to eight months ago when people like Gary North and, and, you know, people like that started bumping into it. Condemning it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and they did more good for it than harm because they, they really did. Well, I like this guy, but he's kind of square. If he doesn't like it, it must be important, and I should figure it out myself. I've I've said something like this several times, but so let me get this straight. This old gray-haired man who still wears a flat top (laughs) doesn't like this newfangled computer thing, right? All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And he condemns rock and roll music, too, I'll bet. <laughs> we we need yeah. to stone all those people with their rock and roll music and their gay <laughs> friends and their bitcoins. Oh, he hates the gays, man. <laughs> he hates the gays. He really does. But but, uh, but it's fair. it's kind of funny though because even in the computer in the geekiness of the of the depth of the computer hacker nerd people, there are still people in that world who who are kind of the dinosaurs they want to they want to keep everything within their little group they don't want to let it out they want to have everything you know and, and they don't really well, realize what they're sitting on there's an interesting thing and I'm I'm remiss to bash ethereum because uh one of the main people in it runs bitcoin magazine and they said really nice things about free speech me and may say nice things about uh about uh, Meow Bit at some point. I'm so used to saying free speech to me. I have to remember the name of Meow Bit. I love saying Meow Bit too. I love hearing people say Meow Bit. It's a great word. DJ came up with it. I was going to call it Cat Bit, but catbit.com was taken. And we are using the .com. Jeremy was like, oh, we have to use the .org. And I'm like, what's wrong with making money, man? Don't, uh, don't, you know, that's, that's another thing I don't like about, I won't say I don't, I don't, 
I, it's not that I don't like these people. It's I don't want to work with them directly because they don't work the way I work. They're really careful and meticulous and I'm really sloppy and fast and, but I still get stuff done. So, uh, that's, that's what this needs now. It needed three years of careful, meticulous math geekery. And now it needs somebody standing on a soapbox screaming about it. And that's me. From a musical point of view, I think it's sort of like the difference between, um, uh, what was that guy that did Rhapsody in Blue? What was the? It's the difference between classical music and rock and roll. Those yeah. guys are classical music. I'm rock and roll. And in between that somewhere, you know, there's room for people like Derek who are kind of more the jazz. Yeah. They understand the music theory. They can read music. I can't read music. I just play three chords really well and really loud, you know. And uh, the Namecoin forum guys who, who invented Namecoin and Jeremy who's, who's helped build Namecoin and improve it. Um, and he built Free Speech Me, the first thing that worked. And I named Free Speech Me. It was called – uh, God, what was it called before that? It was called something that nobody would ever say, hey, check this out. It was called Convergence for Namecoin, Secure Peer-to-Peer DNS Resolution, and HTTPS in, uh, in – uh, let me start over. <laughs> hey, Ben, <laughs> I came across this really neat program. You should install it. It's called Convergence for Namecoin, Secure Peer-to-Peer DNS Resolution, and HTTPS Authentication for Firefox – Without without certificate authorities using the Namecoin blockchain, you want to try it out. If you have to take a whole breath in between, I did reading just the name of the thing. Something is wrong. Who would buy yeah. Who would buy a product <laughs> called uh, Dark Brown Cola flavored fizzy <laughs> drink developed for the purpose of satisfying the peptic system while still engaging <laughs> the taste buds through the use of sweeteners. And now without cocaine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that sounds like a patent application description, and so did Jeremy's original name. Jeremy's original name was absolutely accurate, and the name is all my friend Hero saw to know that somebody was working on what I'd envisioned. What I'd envisioned, though, was Meowbit. It wasn't Free Speech Me. It wasn't a plugin. It was not a plugin that worked on one browser. It was an ecosystem for your computer to do it seamlessly in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Meowbit.com, man. Um, so what we need to get across to people is that they need to go download this. We need to get as many computers with this on there. Oh, oh, we should mention also the security. Uh, your security software might say something about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the new version of Norton, the 2014 version of Norton, is really nanny. It's kind of like the government controlling your computer use. First of all. Um, Anything that's connected with sharing things that might have a copyright on them over uh, like like Bay type organizations, let's say, mm -hmm. um, it deletes them even if they're absolutely non-viral. Uh, it also, if it doesn't recognize a program, it deletes it. It used to say, I don't know what this is. Not many people are using it. Do you want to proceed? Yes or no? Now it just deletes it sometimes. That's Norton that does that, right? Yeah, Norton does that and AVG does that as of January 1st this year. Mm. And I, I really believe that it's part of some kind of, uh, money rent seeking thing of where, because there are organizations, like basically, you know, they, Microsoft rolls something out, Netscape, you know, uh, Norton will immediately vet it as okay and approve it. Um, I really think there may be some kind of money involved or like you have to do this or have a relationship with them or something. Yeah. 
and um, then they'll and then they'll include that into their package with every yeah. single one that goes out. So it guarantees you you get a certain number of sales. You get a clean bill of health. Yeah, yeah. and um, y- oh yeah, they roll it out. They bundle. I mean, yeah, right, right. You always get the three month free version when you buy a new computer of and, something like that. And then you can't I'm, turn it off. Right. And I'm not picking on that company. I'm not accusing that company of engaging in any kind of money handle, you know, quid pro quo, give me money, you know, give you a clean bill of health on your program. But I kind of have a feeling that some of these may work like that because I can't see why else they would squash innovation by just reporting anything that they don't, that they haven't seen as a virus. Yeah. Um, so it may do that, but you know, anybody can vet the code on this. We're not hiding anything. Derek's an ethical guy. There's nothing viral in this. Absolutely not. So you may have to turn off Norton or you may have to tell Windows Firewall, yeah, this is okay. It even does it with the Namecoin blockchain, like right. with NM Control, with the thing that controls the blockchain, yeah. which is ridiculous. That's been out there for three years, man. It probably does it with the Bitcoin blockchain. I've had Bitcoin in it, installed since on both computers since well before the first of this year so i don't know it's already pretty it's probably got enough users that that they would look really stupid if they said uh <laughs> i don't know what this is but yeah yeah so it's really easy to install so the main thing we need is people to spread meow bit people to uh install it and use it and like it and tell people about how easy it is to use the other thing we need is more dot bit websites and yeah. we have clear tutorials on the meowbit.com website on doing that and i've shortened a lot of stuff like i wrote really long everything for the uh free speech me site i've used a lot of the same text but also written a lot of new text on the new site but i've also really like that was done in like you know seven nights of just massive like caffeine injections with with jeremy and i and I've had time to go through it and I've really shortened it down to the meat of what it needs. And the install directions for Meowbit are a lot shorter anyway than Free Speech Me because Free Speech Me just had a lot of issues and still does. And people need to go in there and get this stuff, do all this, and then they need to set up uh, .bit sites, especially if you already have a website. If you already have one, like... Yeah, you don't have to set up a new site, man. I mean, like, badquaker.bit points to it's the same as it's the same site and the same files as that badquaker.com i control it right in my in in the in the control panel that that controls uh, badquaker.com yeah so basically um setting up meowbit and you know people are like afraid to set something up that's new and basically the thing is if you can use bitcoin wallet the bitcoin wallet you can use meowbit it's not any harder you know you just add the name coin wallet let it update and then add a program that takes about a minute to add. Um, the, the, what we really need, though, is more dot com dot bit websites and you know mirrors of existing dot com sites. So when the dot com gets taken down by the government, you know there'll be adoption out there and people can go, yeah, yeah, we have this thing. And um, and and we do have a dot. You know, there is also meowbit dot bit that works for the same site, but we use the dot com because. You can't really have a dot bit only site to get people to learn how to use dot bit. They'd never get to it. It's a, it'd be a catch 22 recursive Sheldon Cooper loop, endless loop. So, uh, you know, we have it on the dot com for now. We're going to put it up on Pirate Bay after a couple more, you know, rollouts and it's a little better. I mean, it's fine now. It works great. You said it works great, right? Yeah. I haven't had any problem at all with it. Yeah. We're just adding improvements. Um, that make it even better and more seamless. And hopefully eventually, you know, I mean, like literally I would, I would consider this a slam dunk if in three years 
you know, uh, I've made enough money for Derek and I to cover a tiny bit of our time and no one remembers our names or maybe they just remember his name and Jeremy's name and uh, they don't remember my name and dot bit is de facto and Namecoin Resolution is de facto included in Firefox and other browsers. Yeah. It'll never be an Internet Explorer. They'll never put it in by default. But it really should be, you know, it should definitely be something that's included by default in Linux operating systems. There's no reason it isn't because, you know, the nerds control the nerd world and what goes into Linux. But, um, you know, it'll never be in Windows. <laughs> but uh, who knows, man? Who knows? So that's my goal is wide adoption. And, uh, you know, if you're a webmaster, go look at uh, meowbit.com. Be on the cutting edge. I mean, literally, like, I'm sure people have done it and not told me about it yet. But you and uh, Scott Beezer's brother, you know, from Big Head Press, mm -hmm. uh, Frank Beezer, are the, pretty much the two sites that I go to regularly that have dot .bit. Uh, and I often view them through the dot .bit just because I can. And all the links work. Everything's fine. Everything's groovy. So uh, if you're a webmaster and you're a liberty guy and you're concerned about the government, you know, basically here's the thing. Here's what I'll close with, Ben. Ben Stone, Ben <laughs> Quaker. Here's my closing, my closing argument. If all my friends, all they do all day long is complain about the government. That's what we do. That's what you do. That's what you're known for. We offer solutions too, but they're largely philosophical solutions. Mm -hmm. Every person I communicate with regularly has a – Podcast, radio show, website, movie company, something that complains about tyranny all day long. And a lot of people I know are gun owners who say, I will never register my guns because then they know where they are to take them. Right. But like you said, with a smart house, they won't have to SWAT team you. They'll just lock in your house and, you know, put you to sleep with some gas so they can take you to Gitmo in your sleep. Um, they don't need to SWAT you to take a dot com website. They need to make a phone call. You'll never know who made the phone call. It'll be some faceless bureaucrat in some big uh, big office building that is uh, – what's that kind of architecture? Brutalist <laughs> architecture, literally. That's what it's called. <clears throat> and um, you know, basically, if you're, if you're hosting on anything but .bit, you are waiting for – you're asking permission daily to continue. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I can't remember the way I put it on in the article on the little it wasn't really an article, but the little blipvert that I put on Bad Quaker. It said something to the effect of uh censorship is ownership. If if you if you can if someone can come to you and shut your mouth on a particular issue, it's because they own you. Uh if if you can turn something off, it's because you own it. And if they can turn off your speech, they own your speech. And that's the, that's the case with every .com, .org, whatever. They can shut it off anytime they want. They can go and flip a switch and lourockwell.com vanishes. ronpaul.com vanishes. Uh, you know, the onion vanishes. Anything, the onion, the, the comedy site, not the, but anyway. Um, but they can't do that if it's .bit. Now think about that. What if you run an off, uh, an offshore gaming site? The United States government decides, hey, they don't want your offshore gaming site using Bitcoin or whatever, or they don't like, or if it's it's England and they don't like the 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 uh, the particular flavor of porn that you have on your website, they just turn it off because they ultimately yeah. own it. But if it's dot yeah. bit, that can't happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's ownership. That's real ownership.
It is. So, you know, if you have a website that complains about government tyranny and government licensure, don't do it on a .com, .me, .net, .org, you know, any – there's people that like host on other – in other countries like .me is Montenegro and think, oh, I'm safe from the U.S. <laughs> ha! Well, U.S. can get anything taken down except probably a Russian site. But anything the Russians would hate, the Americans – the Americans would hate, the Russians would probably shoot you for. Anyway, yeah. So. Yeah. It's safer probably on all those sites, but it's not safe. It's not 100%. You're still yeah. under someone else's control. Yeah, man. And really, you know, this is how you fight. This is how the fight is done. You look at the enemy. You look at the strengths that the enemy has. You look at the weaknesses that the enemy has. And then you decide consciously to not fight your enemy according to its strength. You find your own strength and your own ability to fight in a way that the, that your enemy cannot counterattack. And then you sidestep everything that the enemy is good at. There's a uh, there are east there uh, uh, martial arts that are based on this concept. I'm stepping out of the way and letting the bigger opponent hurt himself with his own weight. Exactly, and that's how exactly. you defeat. That's been the my state. metaphor. That's been my metaphor for computer usage since before I was a libertarian. I use that in my book Thirty Dollar Film School, which was written in like. Oh, like 11 years ago it was published. No, 13. It was like 2001 or two or something. And I was not yet a libertarian. I didn't know what it was. I was still voting and I used that analogy just because I was – in my heart, I was a liberty guy. I didn't know it yet. But I was like, you know, don't wait. And I said, don't wait for permission. Do it yourself. Make your own art. You know, don't try to get into Hollywood and work your way up from mailroom guy. Just make your films. And this was like in the infancy of digital filmmaking. This is before YouTube, man. And, uh, you know, when digital cameras cost $4,000 for the cheapest one that was like really bad resolution compared to your cell phone now. And I was writing books on this and I was, I said, don't ask for permission. Don't wait for feedback. Just do it. Let the world reply after you do it. And, you know, be light on your feet. The giant, and I, and I, the, the one, I use that analogy of the martial arts thing of stepping out of the way of the bigger opponent and letting him, you know, destroy himself while coming at you by not accepting, by not accepting his, his aggression, his impact. You step out of the way of it and he hit the wall and hurts himself. That was one analogy I used to know a lot. Another was, um, you know, the old brick and mortar, giant centralized one, one place, one blockchain to rule them all, as someone <laughs> said about Ethereum recently. Um, you know, that kind of monopolistic, we are the kings and we are the gatekeepers kind of mentality. I said that's like, you know, two things about dinosaurs. One is I heard when I was a little kid that brontosauri were so large and stupid with such a small brain that they could literally be chewing on their own tail and not know it because it would the, the signal couldn't get to the other end of the dinosaur. I don't know if that's true or not, but I like it, and that's how I look at the old methods of doing things. And the other thing I, I used was another dinosaur metaphor was those old organizations are like, you know, they they complain and they'll arrest some people and they'll try to hurt you, but they're basically, you know, a thrashing dinosaur sinking in the tar pits while it's going extinct. That's all I got, Ben. That's all I got to say about that. I love you, and I love being on your show, and I, I really I, – I thank you for what you've done for me and for Liberty, man. I appreciate that, Michael. You know all those feelings come right back at you. Oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> I, I, I believe you. I, I dig it. 
We uh, Skype is starting to pop in and out. I was getting some of that metallic sound. Let's just say worms and go edit this. Yeah, worms. Worms. And that was Michael W. Dean from the Freedom Fiends radio program. And we were talking about uh, Meowbit, the new software that's available over at meowbit.com. Yeah, meowbit.com. And, folks, thanks for listening today. Remember to visit badquaker.com where liberty is our mission. Thank you very much.